Hi guys, welcome back to an all new episode of Midnight Meltdown. I'm your host, Amber Rose, and welcome back to an all new episode. This one is pretty exciting. We're going to be talking about graduation and the idea of college and I guess the education system in the US and how this all relates back to the idea that everything happens for a reason. I am a huge believer in this concept. I know it's not for everybody, but I had a very untraditional college experience and there were a lot of factors that led up to that and truly if things had been different when I was a little bit younger I think the entire course of my life would have been exponentially different and I mean that in every way possible and I'll explain why in a minute but before we jump right into it I guess I'll just give my weekly life update so I started doing spin classes this week John got me a membership and I'm actually very happy that he did I've gone four times this week and it has kicked my ass every single time but I'm very proud of myself for going and for trying update number two I fucked my ankle so bad a couple days ago and I have yet to go to urgent care because I've talked myself out of going every single time I've thought about going but the past like three days I've barely been able to walk luckily when I do spin class I don't put any pressure on my ankle so like I don't feel the injury at all it's just like when I'm walking when I flex my foot fully and try to walk normally it's just like shooting searing pain but I did buy a brace and that definitely helps when I'm walking. Now for update number three. In the next couple of weeks, we might be having a very exciting guest on the podcast. I can't even explain to you how excited I am. I'm not going to say too much. I just really hope that we can figure out scheduling and everything because having her on the podcast and like taking her brain and just talking with her would be so much fun. I love this person. I love their personality. Let's pray that that works out. The next update that absolutely nobody asked for or cares about is I finished The Rookie. The Rookie is my favorite show of all time. My husband got me hooked on it. It's on NBC. There are five seasons. They just finished season five. Like the finale aired only a couple of weeks ago, but I had finally caught up enough to finish it. Finished it last night and it wrecked me. I am wrecked. Consider me wrecked. I have an unhealthy obsession with this TV show and this happens a lot, or at least when I was younger, it happened a lot where I would fixate on a certain show or like a movie series or a book series for a long period of time and I would rewatch watch it, reread it, re-listen to it, whatever it was. And I would become so upset that like when it ended or there was no more seasons or no more books, I felt broken inside. I felt like I was a part of the storyline, a part of the character's lives. Like I was the character, you know? And so with The Rookie, I've been watching the show for the past like three months because all five seasons are on Hulu. Thank God they've been renewed for season six, but it probably won't be out until the fall or end of this year. But season five definitely left on a massive cliffhanger and I don't know what to do with that information and I don't know how to process these feelings. So if you need a show that's going to make you feel everything you've never wanted to feel, watch The Rookie on NBC. You can thank me later. But on a good note, the next season of Selling Sunset did premiere today, so I will be binge watching that after I'm done recording this episode. The next update, I wouldn't necessarily say this is an update, but I am recording this episode at 11 p.m. at night. I'm just hoping to improve the audio quality a little bit more. I cannot for the life of me figure out why every episode sounds like there's a slight echo. I have changed and adjusted the settings every single time. Adjusted my mic, bought mic accessories. I'm not sure if it's like where I'm recording or if it's the microphone I'm using, but if this sounds any better, please let me know because I am never up this late. I'm normally sleeping by like 9 p.m. So this is interesting. And the last update, this one I am so excited to announce. 
if you are a true crime girly or just someone who enjoys true crime content, I'm your girl. I am releasing a second podcast. It's going to be called For the Nameless. I already have the cover art for it. There is an Instagram page for it if you want to go follow it. It will be a weekly podcast just like Midnight Meltdown, but For the Nameless is dedicated specifically to telling the stories of John and Jane Doe's. If you don't know what a John or Jane Doe is, essentially it's an unidentified person. So it could be a victim of homicide. It could just be someone who died of natural causes but weren't found for a while. Could be someone who say is elderly and doesn't have any family who passes away and nobody knows who they are. There are a lot of explanations for Jane and John Doe's, but I am very extremely passionate about identifying unidentified people and bringing them back to their families and reuniting their name and their stories with their loved ones. I briefly started this series on my YouTube channel about a year ago. I released, I think, I don't know, six or so episodes and people really seem to love it. But not only that, so far two of the cases that I've talked about have been solved and two of the John and Jane Doe's have been identified. I am planning on telling those stories just because they are special to my heart and it's really cool to go back and have more information and getting answers because even though I'm not related to any of these people, you definitely become attached while researching their cases and going through all of the sites and sources. I love, love, love the Doe Network, the DNA Doe Project, Center for Missing and Exploited Children, all great charities, all great companies. If you have any interest in donating, I'll have the links for them down below, but they do such amazing work and I would love to help get the word out for what they do. My plan for the series is going to be the same thing that I did on my YouTube channel, where I'll be picking one male and one female doe from each state, starting with Alabama and ending with Wyoming. Now, the cool thing about telling the stories of John and Jane Doe's is it also tells the stories of missing people, people who are currently listed as missing or endangered, because a lot of the Jane and John Doe stories that I come across have rule outs. So a rule out is essentially somebody who is listed as a missing person who authorities maybe at one point thought might have been the specific unidentified person through DNA testing and ruling out in other ways. They are not the person that they thought they were, but you still end up telling the story of this other person who was missing. I don't know if that makes sense, but you should be expecting this series to be airing in the next couple of weeks. I'm thinking it's going to be the first week of June because I graduate in one week from today and John graduates in two weeks. So I'll have a lot more free time after this next week is over, which leads me perfectly into the topic of today's podcast, which is college. The last like two or three weeks has just been graduation central. Every TikTok, every Instagram story, every news article is about graduations. I have seen so many graduation stories. There has been like a record number of, I don't want to say elderly people, but a record number of people well above college age who are graduating. I've seen an article about a 13-year-old boy who graduated college with four degrees. There was a girl, I believe in Michigan, who walked graduation while in active labor with her first child. And then very shortly after the graduation ceremony gave birth to her daughter. There was another one who had given birth a week before graduation and then walked the stage with her baby. I saw another one that was like a mom and daughter duo who were like in their 50s and 70s or something graduated together. There's just been a lot of graduations. Lauren Norris graduated. Alex Earl graduated. All of the Miami TikTok girlies graduated. Lots of graduations. I'm graduating. Olivia's graduating. 
and Colleen is graduating. John is graduating. Colleen's cousin just graduated. Everyone and their mama is graduating, which is why I wanted to make an episode about college and my graduation because this is truly an accomplishment I never thought I would actually achieve. And although I'm only getting my associate's degree, it is something that I am so unbelievably proud of. I wanted to talk a little bit about how I got to where I am, why I chose the college path that I did, how I got to that path, and everything and anything in between. One last announcement before we get into this episode. Please, you guys, please share the podcast. Share it to your mom. Share it to your best friend. Share it to your teacher. Share it to the person you sit next to on the bus. Share it to a stranger. Share it to your Facebook group. I don't care. Just share the podcast. Your help in sharing the podcast means more than you know. And I know I say it every single week, but truly, the more people that you guys share it to, the easier it is for me to get the podcast push out to a wider audience, which is obviously my objective. I want to share my experiences and my stories. I want to connect with people. I want to reach a wider audience. So any help that you guys can contribute to that would be so much appreciated. And I think that is it. So let's just jump right into it. So if this wasn't blatantly obvious already, I was a very stubborn child. I still am very stubborn, but I was so stubborn in the sense that I did not want to listen to anything any adult had to say because I truly thought that I had everything figured out and I was so set in my ways and so dead set on like one specific goal and objective that I was not even open to other options or I was not even open to listening to any advice that like my teachers or parents or like adults had to give me. So I really truly thought my life was going to go in a very different path than it did and I think there are a lot of reasons for why that ended up happening and like where I ended up. So for starters, the first reason I think I was so stubborn was because I grew up in a very small town. We didn't even have a stoplight. That's how small it is. So the kids that I went to preschool with were the kids that I graduated high school with. My graduating class had like 43 or 47 kids or something like that. Very tiny. So I knew all these kids literally my entire life. And although that's not necessarily a bad thing, it can be very hard when you feel isolated and when you don't have a large friend group and when you don't have a lot of options and branching out and finding friends. It was just very suffocating and I was not really like a popular kid. I wasn't super sporty. Like I was the drama kid. I was the drama geek. I was the theater kid. It is what it is. But I was kind of that person who was friends with everybody but not really close friends with anyone, if that makes sense. So I just so desperately wanted to escape where I was and who I was surrounded with and go off and find my people and find my own path. And so when I went to apply for colleges my senior year, I applied to one single school. Don't do that. That is so stupid. There's a reason they tell you to have a backup school just in case because everyone has their idea of where they want to go or what school is their top choice. But it is important to have options because every option is going to offer you something different. I didn't do that. Now, I grew up in Colorado, so everyone's backup school typically was CU Boulder, which in the grand scheme of things is really funny because CU Boulder is like one of the top schools in the country. Like a lot of people want to go there. It's beautiful. It's full of Greek life. It's a party school, but it's also a great school. They have a great sports team. It's just a really well-known school. Every single year, without a doubt, at least half of the senior class at my high school would go to Boulder. And so I didn't even apply to Boulder because I was 
so dead set against not going there. I did not want to associate with the kids I went to high school with. I did not want to go to college with them. I didn't want to be anywhere near them. So the school that I ended up applying to was a school called AMDA. It's the American Musical and Dramatic Arts Academy. They have one campus in New York and one campus in Los Angeles. And I applied for the Los Angeles campus. Now this is a theater school. It is an accredited college. It's a private institution though. So obviously it's expensive and it's a theater school, like I said. So there was an audition process. My dad drove me to Phoenix, Arizona, and I did my audition and sent in, you know, a bunch of paperwork and recommendations and all that stuff. And I did get in. Luckily I got in because if I didn't get in, I wouldn't have had another option, but that was where I got in and where I wanted to go. Now, I think another reason why I so desperately wanted to leave Colorado and like escape the kids that I went to high school with is because I was definitely bullied. Not bullied in the sense like I didn't get beat up in the back of the school or like my head shoved in a dumpster. It was more just like the things that kids would say. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words always hurt. That's what I say. Kids can be vicious. And especially I grew up in a very affluent area. So a lot of the kids that I went to school with came from money or had money and were just very pretentious, very mean. And it took a huge toll on me. Now, aside from that, I also had a lot of things going on in my personal life. My home life was not very stable. My parents were going through their own stuff. So me and my brother were kind of like left to our own devices. And my junior and senior year is when the majority of my sexual abuse was taking place. So I didn't feel safe at home. I didn't feel safe in my community. I didn't feel safe at school and it broke me. I was diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety, but it wasn't good. And I just wanted to break free and go off on my own and make this life that I'd always dreamed of in my head, which being 18 with no college fund, no definite support system and attempting to move, you know, four states from where you grew up with no family or no friends is next to impossible. And I just didn't want to listen to anyone. I was delusional. Like I had this delusional idea of the typical Hollywood walk of fame. I was blinded by the spotlight. I had so many dreams and aspirations and I thought that nobody and nothing could stop me. And I really did not understand the concept of the real world. I hate when people say that even to this day, but now that I'm 26, I truly believe it. There is definitely a real world that high school kids do not understand. Now, apart from everything else that I had going on at home, my parents, more specifically my dad, is very traditional, very dead set on you go to college, you get a career, you make money, and then you die. Like just a very boomer way of thinking where like the only thing important is having a career and a stable job and working um, basically until you fall over and die. Like my dad is retired. He retired from his career, but he still works full time because after he retired, he just opened a catering business and my mom could retire, but she doesn't want to because she's about to hit 30 years working at her job. Can you imagine being at a job for 30 years? Technically the longest I've ever been at a job was seven years because I worked at a movie theater from middle school all through high school, but like adult wise, the longest that I'd ever been at a job was like a year and a half. 30 years? I can't even fathom that. But anyway, so my dad was like really dead set on me having a real career and he did not believe that acting or theater or anything in the entertainment industry was a real career. Also, mind you, this was, you know, the early 2000s. In my case, I graduated 2015. I was in high school from 2011 through 2015. 
something like that. But social media was just developing. There was really only like Facebook and YouTube, but like our parents didn't have cell phones that utilized those types of things. Like the only reason that you had a cell phone was to call somebody and then you would go on your computer to activate social media. So it wasn't a career. And the entertainment industry really just consisted of being an actress or being a model or being a singer. Those were like the three things that were considered. But I again grew up in Colorado. I did not have any of those resources. I did not have access to auditions, agents. And again, I didn't have a, a support system. And it's not that my parents didn't love me. I want to make that so adamantly clear. My parents loved me and they loved me back then and they supported my dreams. But at the end of the day, they didn't support them enough to help me make an actual career out of it. They weren't gunning to find me auditions. They weren't trying to find me an agent. They were supporting me through community theater, through theater at my school, through the local dance program, you know, just like normal things that kids do. They would show up to my recitals because I did theater my entire life. So he normally had like the fall play and the spring play. Anywho, my dad was super duper dead set on me doing something in the medical field. As we previously discussed, I love true crime. I at one point thought about being a nurse or doing something pre-med because when I was 17, I got into the Colorado Rural Health Scholars Program. Essentially, they accept 12 kids at the entire state and you go to Denver for the entire summer and it's a surgical internship at the hospital here in Denver. It's a very well-known hospital and they accept 12 kids out of the entire state and me and one other girl in my grade just so happened to make the cut. And the crazy thing was is that I wasn't even going to apply. Like I submitted my application on the deadline date because I really wasn't interested in doing it and I got accepted. So I did do a three-month surgical internship at the hospital here in Denver and I'm so glad that I did. It was one of the craziest experiences being 17 years old. I stood behind a surgeon in an operating room while he clipped a brain aneurysm start to finish. If you're squeamish, you might not want to listen to this, but literally I watched them saw into someone's skull, remove part of the skull cap, and then clip a brain aneurysm and put the skull back. It was insane. I watched a knee replacement surgery. I got to assist in inserting an NG tube. Crazy things. But after that, so that was in between my junior and senior year of high school, I knew that I still didn't want to do that. I didn't have any aspiration of going to a traditional college and going for four years. And then obviously if it's in the medical field, it's many more years after that to obtain whatever licensing that you're going after. I was just suffocated by the idea of that. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to go to school for acting. So that's what I did. But then when I got thrown into the real world with no clue how it worked, things went downhill very quickly. I didn't have a college fund. My parents were not financially contributing to me moving out of state and going to a private school in California. You can imagine how expensive that would be. But being 18, having absent parents, having a non-traditional upbringing in terms of my education, I did not understand how credit cards worked, how interest fees worked, how loans worked, none of that stuff. So having to support yourself at 18, 19 years old, I certainly didn't have the funds to do that. So I was broken, miserable. And I ended up dropping out of school. So to speed up the story a bit, I went to Europe after I graduated high school. We've already gone over this. And then I went to college spring semester of 2016. 
2019. I completed my spring semester and a few weeks into summer semester, I found out that I needed to have surgery. So I had had like chronic sinus infections and was consistently sick. And I ended up seeing a specialist in Beverly Hills. They did a CT scan and they found out that I was showing signs of meningitis, which is essentially an infection in your brain and your spinal cord that can kill you. So I had to have endoscopic sinus sinus surgery, which essentially, again, if you're squeamish, maybe don't listen, but they remove parts of the tissue in the bone in your cheeks and your nose to remove the infection because I was not responding to antibiotics. They had to manually remove the infection from my sinus cavities. And then I also had a septoplasty as well because I couldn't breathe. I did have those two procedures done at the same time. I was out of commission the entire summer, had to drop out. And when I went back for my second semester, I was miserable. Like I hated it. I knew pretty much like even after my first semester before I got really sick, I knew that it just wasn't the experience that I was expecting. And I just was not happy. Something did not feel right. Like in my gut, I knew that I was not meant to be there. I don't know how to explain it, but I also didn't know like how to get out of the situation. And I think part of it was for one, like my hopes and dreams were not coming fast enough. For two, I did not have any type of income to support what I was doing. I tried working in college and it did not work. I was working scary, sketchy jobs at like hole in the wall restaurants, like near my school. Mind you, my school was like in the heart of Hollywood. So it's not the nicest area. I did work in the mail room and I was an RA. I was the youngest RA they had on staff. RA's residential advisor. The great thing about being an RA is that you get free housing. So I was an RA, but I just was not enough to actually fund living in Los Angeles. And then also I was watching through social media, all the kids that I went to high school with and like all of my friends having the traditional college experiences, rushing for Greek life, going to frat parties, going to sports games. I didn't have any of that. My school, like I said, it was a private acting school in Los Angeles. There were no fraternities. A lot of the kids I went to school with were theater kids. Let's just put it that way. I don't know. It just was not what I was expecting it to be. Like the first time I'd ever gone to a football game was at Chapman University. One of my best friends, Allie, went there and so did Olivia. So I was like always up at Chapman visiting Olivia. I didn't meet Allie until a little bit later, but I went to a Chapman football game with Allie and that was the first time I'd ever gone to a football game for one because my high school didn't have a football team. And for two, it was like my first time doing like any type of college sports. So I ended up dropping out for good knowing that I did not want to go back to that school. I did not want to pay for an experience that I was not enjoying. So I did move back and forth from Colorado to California quite a few times and that did not help with my mental state. At this time I was experiencing severe PTSD from all the sexual abuse because since I had moved away from Colorado and the abuse had stopped, my brain and my body were finally able to process what was happening. I wasn't in fight or flight anymore. Anyone who's experienced trauma, who's done trauma work or has any experience with PTSD knows what I'm talking about. When you're actively living a trauma, your body is in fight or flight. You do not have time to process what's happening. You just do what you have to do to get through it. And I was on edge in fight or flight like that for years. Like I did not allow my mind or my body to recognize what I was dealing with. I just did what I had to do to get to the other side. From what you guys all know, I almost didn't make it. I attempted suicide through 
all of this. So I was just miserable mentally, physically, emotionally, nothing was working for me. So like I said, I was back and forth from California to Colorado, went home to Colorado to have my surgery, went back to California for school, dropped out, moved back home for a couple of months, moved back to California, moved in with Olivia who was going to school at Chapman. And then we got our own place and I worked in Orange County. And then I bounced around from place to place to place to place in Orange County. I lived in Anaheim, Fullerton, Fountain Valley, Costa Mesa, and Lake Forest. Worked a slew of jobs that I hated. I was miserable. Early mid-20s with no college degree wasn't getting me very far in California. Met my husband. We discussed in the previous episode how I ended up moving back home during our relationship during COVID. Stayed there for almost a year. Came back to California. And I knew for a while that I did not like living in California. And I think it just took me a long time to realize that California was one of the roots of the problem. Your environment does a lot for you. I read this quote yesterday that I want to share with you guys because I think it is very important and will kind of make more sense of what I'm talking about. But essentially it says, I wanted to let you know that you are not worth anything if you are not in the right place. If you are not appreciated, do not be angry. That just means you are in the wrong place. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. And this is exactly how I felt in California. It didn't matter where I was living, what I was doing, who I was with. I felt miserable. I felt out of place. I felt like I didn't belong. And that's so discouraging having feelings of like everything you've ever wanted actually being the one thing that makes you miserable. Like all I ever wanted to do was move to California and be an actress. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Luckily, I am now back in Colorado. I don't know who or what answered my prayers, but the fact that my husband out of every place in the US that he could have gotten a job, he just so happens to get a job in Colorado where my twin brother lives who I hadn't lived next to for almost eight years. Same state that my family lives in. Truly the last six months have been the best I've had in years. And I really truly mean that. Like I'm so happy. I feel like I can breathe. I feel like I have a purpose again. I don't have a career and I'm just graduating with a college degree, but I feel so much more happy and appreciated than I did when I lived in California. So I actually had no intention of going to college at all. It's not even that I didn't want to, it's that I didn't want to pay for it. In the US, obviously education is not free. Education is stupid expensive. And for a majority of us, we don't have college funds or thousands of dollars to throw at our tuition, which means we have to get loans. If you know anything about debt in the United States, you know that college debt or loan debt is like a massive business. I didn't want to take out college loans. I didn't want to have to deal with the interest rates. I didn't want to be someone who graduates college with $100,000, $200,000 of debt and spends the rest of their life paying it off. That was not a life that I wanted for myself, which is why I never planned or pushed to go back to college. But my husband graduated from Golden West, which is a community college in Orange County. And the end of 2019, January 2020, he encouraged that I go back to school. And he was like, go to community college 
college like you can apply for scholarships and in fact a lot of people don't know this but like a lot of community colleges will pay you to go there i got so much financial aid that i was getting 700 to a thousand dollars per semester just to attend and take classes at the college that i went to orange coast so i started orange coast college spring of 2020 what helped with this decision was that the apartment that me and john were living in was directly next to orange coast our lot shared a lot with their dorms that were being built but obviously we know how the story ends january 2020 turned into february 2020 turned into march 2020 which turned into an almost three-year pandemic so only about eight to twelve weeks into the semester world on lockdown we got sent home we were doing online classes and i have done online classes ever since even though campuses have since opened up i hated going in person i have definitely come to find through this entire experience that i am someone who excels at learning in solitude i get so anxious sitting in a room of strangers for three hours and then doing group projects with kids that you have nothing in common with like it stresses me out so much i work and learn so much better in an online environment not even through zoom i did zoom university but like truly just like self-taught self-paced courses it's so much easier for me to obtain and retain the information if i'm doing it by myself so that's what worked for me i have taken zoom classes online classes and in-person classes i've done the combination of all three over the last three years and the reason that it has taken me three years to graduate instead of the standard two for an associate's degree is because i've switched my major a multitude of times and something that i did not know until i was shoulders deep in the education system is that every single major has obviously different requirements but different schools and different states have different requirements for the same major so whatever major i chose and whatever schools i was planning on applying to to transfer even if it was the same major they all had different requirements so switching my major so many times not knowing what i wanted to do necessarily meant that i was missing requirements that i wasn't missing three semesters ago so i was like constantly trying to make up credits also i got married last year so i did take off a semester for the wedding so that i wasn't stressed with wedding planning and school and also for the last three years aside from covid i have worked full-time as well as doing school so i'm only taking two to three classes a semester instead of i don't know four to five a semester so that's why it's taken me so long but but i am now finally graduating in associates in science for transfer i do not know where i want to transfer i don't know what i would want to do if i transferred but i do know eventually i would love to get my bachelor's degree but at this current time i don't have the finances for that and i'm not gonna pay to do something that i don't know what i want to do it just doesn't make sense to me and that's how like the whole basis for this podcast episode is i feel like when you're in high school they shove the idea of college so deep down your throat that you cannot breathe and they tell you over and over the only way to be successful is to go to college to get a degree and then you'll have a good paying job with a great salary but truth be told in this day and age like a majority of the people who make a high salary never went to college they are entrepreneurs they have figured out how to master the art of social media how to master the art of self-marketing how to master the art of communication and connection and networking it is a business in an era that we have never seen before and it is so refreshing to say the least because even though i haven't necessarily gotten to where i wanted to go or i'm not necessarily at a spot in my life where i could say outright that i feel success
successful. I have hope that although I didn't do the traditional college trajectory and I didn't do what every other kid in my high school did and I didn't do what my parents wanted me to do, that I still am going to turn out just fine. I'm still going to accomplish things. I'm still going to get somewhere in life and I'm still going to be proud of myself no matter what that may be. There's anything the last eight years of my life have taught me is that you simply cannot plan your future. So alluding back to what I said at the very beginning of this episode about how I think my life should have turned out so completely 180 degrees different than it did is because of the domino effect. So in a perfect world, how I envisioned my life going was if my parents weren't going through their own shit, if I wasn't being sexually abused, if I had a support system and I had friends and I had the means to get to where I want to go, I would have gone to college in California and I wouldn't have had to worry about money. Then I would have graduated college at what, 22? I would have gotten an acting agent or a modeling agent and I would have lived in Hollywood, California and I would have been in the movies and been in the TV shows and it would have just been so unbelievably easy for me to achieve all of my goals because I wouldn't have been riddled by PTSD and trauma and mental health issues and daddy issues and a slew of other issues. But if that's how my life would have ended up, I would not have met my husband. There is absolutely no way, no chance that I would have met my husband if I would have, say, stayed at school against my gut feeling. If I would have stayed at school and graduated from that school, yeah, I would be sitting here right now saying, "Mm, I have a college degree, but it wouldn't really mean anything to me. And I would have been miserable doing it. And I wouldn't have made the memories or had the experiences that I should have had or that I could have had. So instead, life kicked me in the ass and I bounced around for six, seven, eight years, completely confused and miserable. But the best blessing came my way and landed right at my feet. I met my husband. I've told the story, but meeting my husband was a complete fluke. I truly still don't understand how a random boy from Egypt and a random girl from Colorado, both born in the same year, just so happened to end up on the same point location, same longitude, same latitude. We both end up in Newport Beach, California of all places when neither of us previously had any type of connection to this area. And then a week later, we match with each other on Tinder and we've been together ever since. Like it just truly doesn't make sense to me. But what I do know and what I do have faith in is that my life ended up exactly where it was meant to be. And I might not know the reasons behind that. I might not understand it yet, but I have to have faith and I have to have peace of mind and understanding that my story is unique because it's my story. I do not have to be like everybody else. In fact, I don't want to be like everybody else, but I just have to know in my heart that where I am and where I've ended up and how my story has played out is exactly how it's supposed to be. And I can't tell you what the next eight years of my life is going to look like. I can't even tell you what tomorrow is going to look like, but I can tell you that I am thankful for how things turned out. I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for the life I live now. And I don't want to think about what would have happened if I would have done what everyone wanted me to or, you know, stayed at college or gone to college at Boulder. I can guarantee you I would not have been as happy as I am right now. So I hope 
this story of a 26-year-old confused adult who is just now graduating college with only an associate's degree gives you some peace of mind about your own life and gives you some clarity about whatever you're going through. Because I don't know a lot of things, but I do know that everything happens for a reason. And I hope that is the message that you took away from this episode. That is it for today's episode. The next time I talk to you guys, I will be a college graduate. Cannot believe I am saying that, but I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. But that's it for today. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to engage with our social media. I did start a TikTok page for Midnight Meltdown. And again, for the Nameless podcast, we'll be premiering hopefully the first week of June. Keep an eye out for those couple of things. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.